Tziach. It's the season of Pesach, and we wanted to talk about um, Shmura Matzah, machine-made versus handmade. I saw in Ralph's, inflation is really a serious thing, and the joke goes, why do they call it the bread of the poor? Because it makes you poor if you have a big family. I saw the um, Ralph's, the main... uh, Biggest grocery store chain here in Southern California. Kroger is one of the biggest in the world. Their uh, hand matzah box was 38 bucks. So the question is, is that we know that really from the Torah law, there's three things we have to eat the night of the Seder, Pesach. One of them is... um, The lamb offering, the Korban Pesach, which unfortunately, we don't have. Mara also nowadays is rabbinic only. So the only thing, and obviously the four, every, that, that everybody knows is elementary. The four cups are also um, the Rabbanan. So one of the most important rules I want to teach all my audience is, is that not God forbid to discount the rabbinical laws, but we have to put extra meticulousness and carefulness and deliberation on the Torah law, right? Because that creates the most important tikkun. So today's shir is, and this is honestly the whole reason I started this series. Modern halacha doesn't mean modern orthodoxy or looking for lenient opinions in halacha. Halacha in modernity. And this is the perfect example where where um, we can use the um, a machine to make shmura matzah. Now what's the definition? And is that good enough as the handmade matzah? Now the um, the the important thing to note is that this is talked about by Rav Ovadia and his son, Lahavdul Ben Chaim Lachaim, in a few different places. The source of today's shir is the Yalkut Yosef and the um, Rav Ovadia in his short and sweet Teshuvot, unlike Yabiya Omer, which are more encyclopedic, um, volume one, those that want to reference it, Teshuvah Yad, 14. So let's start this year. The question is, is that, um, honestly speaking, it's sad, but people have many children. And um, can one substitute, use modern technology to his advantage and use a, a machine-made Shmura Matzah, the two nights of the Seder. Now, We'll start the shiur with the Gemara Psachim 40a. Talmud Bavli says, it says in Torah, Ushmar matzot, right? We have to watch the matzot. So one meaning is that we have to watch it to make sure it doesn't leaven and turn into bread, right? You have to make it within 18 minutes so it um, stays humble and, right, low grade. 
not like a like a pancake, like a cracker, rather than fluffy, right? But another mitzvah is this: is that, uh, and this is something we have to teach because in Iran they weren't so aware of it. The matzahs that we use the night of the seder, we have to. It comes from a special wheat, shmura wheat. This wheat, from the time they cut it, they make sure it doesn't get soaked in water, right? They watch it. Now, Rav Achia Goyen says that not only do we need to watch the, this special matzah that actually looks round, right? Now, the way to know the difference, obviously, between the handmade shmura is obviously it says it on the box, but another giveaway versus the machine made is the the shape is the machine made is always square, and the handmade is round. Now, very simply speaking, the sheiltos says that sheim Not only does the ingredients, the raw material, which is the wheat, need to be watched, has an extra meticulousness that it's watched from the time we cut it. From the ground that it shouldn't, you know, from when we cut it, we're cutting it for the sake to make matzah and it shouldn't get soaked and wet, right? But also when we, we need it, we are, if it's needed by somebody that's incompetent, like a child or somebody that doesn't have the mental camp- capacity, right? Somebody that's a, hor- uh, you know, somebody that, um, is mentally incompetent, mentally challenged. She doesn't have any, you know, idea of what he's doing, what a mitzvah is, which is called a shoteh. He's crazy. He's, or a cherish, somebody that in the olden days, and unfortunately now, the people that were deaf and mute were not, didn't have any understanding of, weren't able to learn. So if those people go ahead and uh, bake the matzah and knead it, even if they just knead it, even if it's actually put into the oven by a Jew, we cannot use it for the night of the Seder, right? Because the kneading, when you mix the water and the flour, even from then, if you sh- before you do it, and this is one of the reasons why Shmona matzah is so expensive is, the whole process is done by Jews, right? It's watched over. It has a special supervision from the time it's cut that it should, water shouldn't hit the raw flour, right? And when it's kneaded, before they, they start um, mixing the flour and the water, what do they do? They say, L'shem matzas mitzvah. This is made for the same, for the glorious night of Passover, right? That we remember that we're cooking it for the sake of, um, for the sake of matzah. The, the Rashba says the same thing. That, so this is, this is a very high standard, by the way. It's saying even if it was put in the oven for the sake of thing, even when you mix the flour and water, it wasn't somebody that didn't have the mental capacity to understand, you know, the mental IQ to understand why they're, this is for the sake of Passover mitzvahs that Hashem had commanded us that took it out of Egypt. It's not a lot. So the Rashba says the same thing, that we're not Yotze. Um, this is a Torah law from Mushmatim and Samatzot. 
לפיכך אם משהו אחר שוטה וקטן, אף על פי שזה גודל, He says, even if it's under the supervision of a rabbi or somebody that is, uh, has the mental capacity to understand what he's doing, right? Not somebody that's um, you know, mentally challenged or like a kid that doesn't have full understanding, right? It still doesn't help. Which means there are certain other things that The actual action doesn't need to be done by an adult, somebody that's bar and bat mitzvah and mentally competent. As long as somebody's supervising over them and making sure that the child or the person that's kind of like doesn't know what they're doing, you, you, you guide them, that's good enough. But by mats, is it good enough, the Rashba says? No. So even if the, it's under the auspicious and the supervision of a adult person, it doesn't work. Now, this is, same thing is said by the Rashba and the Gemara and Chulin, the Ravya and the Magid Mishnah, and the Shulchan Aruch actually paskins like this. In chapter Orachayim 460, that the Matzah, so under Halacha, the ma, everybody agrees, the Matzah that we use for the night of Seder, especially the first night, because we know the second night is only rabbinic also. That's why I want to say my own two cents at the end of this year, that it, it could be the machine made for those that um, want to um, use it on the second night. Maybe there's a more leniency, right? Now, so according to this, we should reject the uh, box square matzah Because um, a robot, right, doesn't have the proper... robot should be like a person that's mentally incompetent, right? It's not that we're gachas Hashem discriminating against anybody, right? But mitzvot tzvichot kavana. There has to be a certain intention when you do the mitzvah. The... Since... When you bake the matzah, it has three steps, right? When we bake the shmar matzah. First, you mix the wheat and the flour with water. That has to be for the sake of the mitzvah, of making matzah for the night of Passover. You flatten it, and then you bake it. All three of these steps have to be done with a certain intention. Now, last time I knew, even now that we're getting to the age of AI, right? Um, it's a fascinating thing. Can, can, you know, can a machine replace a human? But if, if, if the, uh, if the machine made matzah is automatic, right? Somebody pe- presses a button and the whole apparatus machine starts. It should seem on the surface that it's similar to what the chereshot of a katan, right? The people that are mentally incompetent, which are disqualified. And that is the opinion of Rav Shlomo Kugar, the Ha'elef Lecha Shlomo, one of the most prestigious of the Achronim. This, is, this already started, you know, a few generations ago. This machlokis of machine versus... Rav Shlomo Kugar says that you could only use the round handmade matzahs. A robot, a machine cannot replace a human because it just doesn't have the intention. Now... 
the the nativ. So the difference is the intention. Yeah, the intention. Now we'll see that there's five major postkim that argue on this, but we're just let's go step by step. Now, the nativ in the Emek Hashayla, the great Velazhiner, the last Rosh Hashiva Velazhin, the nativ. He brings from the Chemed Moshe that the question is, does one have to verbalize and actually go ahead and say, hello, I am cooking this matzah. Like, let's say I'm a baker, right, in the matzah factory. Do I actually have to verbalize and say out loud to the proclaim to the whole world that I'm saying this, cooking this starting this baking pot process of matzah for the sake of mitzvah, matzah's mitzvah, or no? Or can we assume that, hey, <laughs> I'm in like a level five security, you know, they wear special caps, and that, like they wear, like it's a whole thing. Like you go through a whole, yeah, you go head to toe cover, and you go through all this training, and they drill it into your head. So the question, just another thing that we have to bring out is, can we assume that even if you don't proactively verbalize and say, hello, proclaim to the whole world that I'm cooking this for the sake of Masa's mitzvah, would that be sufficient and say that stam, right? It's a given. Automatically, you know, our actions speak greater than words and we could assume that automatically, inevitably, you know, the consequence of you being in that factory, you are cooking it, L'Shem Shemayim. So this is a machlekes hapoiskim. The Chemed Moshe says, yes! <laughs> the Nitzib brings from the, it's like Kotshin. Does the Kohen, before he starts his whole, um, you know, gesheft over there of pouring the blood and doing shechita and all those, you, you know, the fact that he's putting on those royal, lofty, you know, your actions speak greater than your words. So, the Nitziv argues on this, and he says, no. Since we're doing with the Torah law, right? We have to be extra machmir, and even bidiyavad, even after the fact, under no circumstances, unless you have to proactively pro- proclaim that, you know, this was done for the sake of matzah's mitzvah, at least you have to have it in your mind. If you just went in there, and you, you, you know, your ma- mind was blank, it's not like the Kohen that's doing the Avoda, and that matzah would be disqualified. It could not be used the night of Passover. Now, if again, that's another problem with the machine. The machine would probably be like a blank thing, right? It doesn't. It's not. Doesn't have a heart and mind like we learned in the Misal Yisharim. Its motives are, and he says, even one could argue that the person, the Mashkiach, right, that presses the button to start the whole machine. Even if he says, proclaims to the whole world, right? That we're, I'm pressing the button, right? I'm starting this whole machine up, the whole um, apparatus that starts the whole um, kneading and flattening and thing for the sake of the mitzvah. Perhaps that doesn't help. Because it's not proactively doing that, right? Only the, fr- right? Here, here's the fascinating technology versus halacha, how we view um, the robot, the machine. The fact that you started it, is that sufficient? Or is that just considered like, you know, the first person that started the button 
only the first matzah, for example, that was cooked. But the other stuff is considered like wind power. You know what I mean? Which is not... Do we trace it back to the original mashkiach rabbi that, you know, turned on the machine or no? So the... um, So the... Yeah, no, no. It's not Ashkenazi. It's a Gemara in Chulun, actually. The Gemara says that when we want to do... A r- ritual kosher slaughter, the Gemara in Chul and Tetzain says, and I read you the, it's the Gemara on the top of, uh, Tetzain, page 16, Gemara Chul and Bavli. It says, um, Amar Mar Hashochet B'Mechoni Shechitoto Keshera. One that, um, sl- slaughters an animal through a machine, a mechanism, a tool, it is kosher, the Gemara says there. The Gemara says, aye, there's a contradiction somewhere else. It says it's, Invalid. The Gemara says, One is talking about a potter's tool, which the potter is constantly putting energy. One is, if you like, um, do it through a, a water mill. You know how they used to grind wheat through the water mill? So the Gemara says, and actually the Allah is, If you have a machine that does shechita to cut like the head of the chicken off. The Gemara here only says, only if you, once you pour the water into the machine, only the first time it cuts the head off. Right? The first consequence of your action is, is traced back to you. But the second time, the Gemara says, the halacha is the, in the Shulchan Aruch there, that it doesn't, it's not traced back to you. Right? Because that's kind of going automatic. So a machine, perhaps can be argued, Rav Avadia and Rav Yitzchak Yosef say, the poskim say should be like that. And that's actually the Allah and Shulchan Aruch, that only the first, right? If you created like a water wheel type of knife situation, only the first, and you, you it was done through a human action, only the first time it's traced back to you. Now, the... Uh, Crazy place it brings in out another potential problem over there in the Gemara and Chulin, and he says that the other problem is is that the water wheel that's doing the shechita we have to make sure it's like indoors because if it's in it, it's in the middle of a stream maybe the wind is causing it to you know this mechanism to cut the I mean. Already from the second shechita, it doesn't work. But even if it's from the first one, maybe it's not because you're pouring the water or turning the wheel that it's cutting the thing. It has to be a place where the um, the wind has no power there. Because if, if if the wind is helping a little bit, even in the case of shechita, it would be what? Pasul. It would be invalid. And the animal would not be kosher. For consumption, the Prima Godim says this, and the Kafakaim brings it from the Zirchesh Sede. Now, that, um, that's another potential with this robot, with the machine, because you have the electric current helping you, that's per, right? It's true that somebody's pushing the button, but it's like two things going, maybe perhaps it's like the wind and, you know, the postcom are saying, in a case where you have the wind and the human pouring the water, which causes the machine to happen. So you have, here you also perhaps have the electric current and the um, pushing of the button. And since it's two, it has to be strictly through the power, you understand? 
uh, of the human. The this is actually brought down in a tshuva, and for so for all these reasons, because of the crazy place, because you have the electric current and you pressing the button, it's not strictly the starting the button that is causing the machine, right? Because you need the electric current, and perhaps that's synonymous to the wind, which the crazy place in the prima godim and all these places we're saying it doesn't work. So the Rab Moshe Mordechai Benet, one of the great gedolim of Europe, he he says that because of Sheish Lechalik means he says, no, it's different. He says electricity is different than the than the uh, then somebody pushing the button, but other post scheme, the Simla Chadasha doesn't like that. So some post scheme say, listen, they want to compare the pressing the button and the electric current to the case of the wheel helping to be, even though you're start, starting to push the wheel into action, but there's also wind. And to say that that's another reason that we should say machine machla is what? No good. Now, to come toward the end of the shear, the truth of the matter is, is that five major poskim, heavy hitters, do say it is okay. Machine matza is able to be relied upon. Who are they? Because they hold that in the end of the day, if the mashkiach, the rabbi that's working in the matzah factory, right? Because, uh, Shani, you have to understand what's going on here. The ingredients are the same ingredients as the handmade matzah, right? It's the same. Everything is the same. The question is, is the intention there or not? Now, they hold that since somebody's pushing the button to the machine that starts the whole apparatus for it to start baking it and kneading it and mixing the water and thing, as long as he clearly at the beginning of the day, right, says, I'm doing this for the sake of the matzah mitzvah, it's considered that the the intention, the motive is there, the lishma is there, and everything, even if it cooks 10,000 matzahs or 100,000 matzahs, machine-made square matzahs that are shmura. They're all coming because you push the button, right? And they're all considered back to that push. And everything is considered lishma, for the sake of matzah. And who are these five major poskim? One of them is Avram Tumim, which I don't know. But the Maharsham is a great poisek. None other than Rav Chaim Oizer Grzynski, which was the Godol Ador, after the Chovetz Chaim, in Achiezer. Volume 3, Siman Sfaradi Tahor, 69. He holds that machine matzah is considered lishma. The Torah Refael, which was the Rav Refael Belajaner, I heard, I think. The Nitziv son, he was for a short time the Rosh Hashiva. He was the Rosh Hashiva of Brisk. I'm sorry, of Belajan with Rav Chaim Brisk. The Chazonish, which was, you can't get more... The Chazonish, which is this tremendous machmer, he holds that in the nitty-gritty of it, this is considered, you know, basically robots can replace human beings as long as the initial button was pressed 
And none other than the Har Tzvi, Rav Tzvi Pesach Prank, which was the chief rabbi, Ashkenazi rabbi of Jerusalem, which was a mentor of Abavadia. He's a Goyen Adir, right? He was a tremendous, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, Rav Avadia learned in his Kailil, and he himself is Shal Shubh's Har Tzvi. He has a lot of Sfarim. He's a, he's a great, great Goyen. So you, you have all of these people. And just to finish it off, the Minchas Chinuch, which is a lumber safer, he's not so happy with it. Why? Because he says there's a concept in the Gemara Chagiga, that says something that's not under a human being's jurisdiction. Something that's in your friend's hand, you cannot um, watch over it. But Rav Yitzhak Yosef rejects this and says maybe that's because if two, right, if something is in your hand, so you have a motive, right? You have das, you have knowledge, and I have knowledge. So I can't, I can't, right? Once you've taken the thing out of my hands, you've kind of hijacked it, and you have a mind of your own. But a robot, right? A machine doesn't have a mind of its own, right? It's only do it, so. so in the end of the day, I'll read for you what the Yalkut Yosef writes, then I'll read you what Ravadia writes. It seems that there's a little bit machlokis between the father and son, and then we'll write what the great Sephardic uh, Chacham Ben Sion Abashaul writes. The, here, Rav Yitzhak Yosef, so conclusion of our shiur is that he says the best ideal thing is to get the handmade matzah, because it is kind of, we said, we explained in length that there's different some want to compare it to the wheel and only the first thing, right? The, the, ultimately, the question is, is that by pushing the button, is it considered everything subsequently is because it's like you with your hand did it? Or is it considered like an automatic wheel, which in Shechita also, this from the second and on, is considered, it had a mind of its own and there was the motive is not there, or maybe the wind, the electric current. So... He says, also, you should get the best hashkacha that the people that are cooking the matzah fear God and they're proficient in halacha because we want to, like we just saw in the Mesilat Yesharim, right? We want the people that are cooking it to have what? The purest of all motives. But he says, if you're stuck somewhere, right? Listen, desperate comes for desperate men, like during Corona. Or God forbid, you know, you go to a Pesach program, a hurricane happens in Florida. There is no hand matzah. He says that you can be yaitzah with the machine-made ones, and you could even make a bracha, because in the end of the day, there are great, great heavy hitters, like Rav Chaim Oizer and the Marsham and the Chazonish. I mean, who's greater than the Chazonish? I mean, the Chazonish is the architect of all the Torah in the world, in the Israel, right? Just like Rav Desser was the architect of all the Torah in England, and Rav Mendelovitz and Rav Aaron Cutler were the architects of all the Torah in America, right? These are very important people, Rav Chaim Moiser and the Chazenish. And the Har Svi, Rav Har Svi is a major Pesach that, you know, a lot of people rely on his Psakim, Rav Svi Pesach Frank. And he says you're even allowed to make a bracha, right? Because the night of Pesach we make Alachilat Matzah. And, um, as long as it has a P and has a good Ashkacha, Ravi Tzach Yosef says it's fine. Now, the, the issue here is that it's a nuanced thing that I discovered is in that 
In the Yechavadad, Rabavadya says a little bit different. Rabavadya, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosem seems to, 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 to think that this is Bidiavad, right? To use the machine made matzah. But Rabavadya says, Mitzvah mina mufchar. If you want to do the mitzvah in the highest possible way, use the handmade matzah. Which he, it seems that from Rabavadya here at least, now you're more than welcome to email me at maorsm at gmail.com. If you've seen Chazanovadya, I didn't have time to research there, but this was written after that. Maybe the new, I don't have the new Chazanovadya, but it's, it seems to see that Rabavadya holds, concurs with the Chazanish and Rav Chaim Moiser, that it's fine. He's just saying, if you want to do mitzvah mina mufcha, right? One has to understand. Any, halachically, there's three levels on how to do a mitzvah, right? There's lechatchila and bidyevet, right? Lechatchila is the best way to do it. Bidyavet is if you did it, okay, we're not going to make you do it again, right? That seems the opinion of Rabbi Tzak Yosef. Then there's the highest way, like the Mitzvah Sisharim. It's called mitzvah mina mufcha. You do it mahadrin mina mahadrin, like, right? You do the mitzvah in the most desirable way. It's a level above lechatchila. Rav Avadia seems to say handmade matzah is mitzvah mina mufchar. But if, even if you use, um, machine made shmura, it is lechatchila. So, um, because he, he, we, we want to say that, you know, of course, Perhaps there is a machlokas here, perhaps there isn't, but let, we want to just come to the final part of the shir, and that's the opinion of Chacham Ben Sion, Abba Shaul, the Orlet Sion. The Orlet Sion actually rejects it. Rejects he says that you cannot use. Machine-made? Yeah. Really? He says you can't use machine-made. This is in chapter 11, volume 3 of the Orlet Sion, chapter 11, halacha 6. He says, and I'll read it for you verbatim, because Chacham Ben Sion was Persian, and obviously, um, it's it's a it's a machlok, it's of giants. But listen to what I'll read for you verbatim. What uh, Chacham Ben Sion says, he says, "En anu yotzin." He says, "If we, we cannot fulfill our commandment of eating matzah with machine made shmura," and he goes as far to say. He says, even if the kneading and flattening of the matzah was done with human, by humans, if it was even put in the oven by a machine, or like a grill, you know, like a, they have special grill ovens for the matzah, that's pushed by a button, He, he says, he's very machmer, Chacham Ben He says, even the, 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 um, the, uh, person that places it inside the, uh, grill, you know, inside of the baking oven has to be done. He says, you're not Yotze. But he, he actually has a very interesting knech to this. You want to hear this? He says the only time you could use machine-made shmura is like this. If it's a type of machine that the mashkiach has to constantly keep his hand on the... <laughs> you know, when he turns on the button to start the machine, and I'll read it here. He says, Rakim azerem ha-chashman l'ifal adem yifsar al-yidem ha-psik shirak v'chitsat ha-mid al-av ma'averet ha-zerem. Only if the electric current is coming 
but you constantly keeping your hand on the button, then he says you could be Yotza with such machine-made matzah. Be interesting, somebody could email me if there's such matzah exists. Mikol makom, im achal kazait achad, avodat yad, He says, he says, he, he says, like, let's say you're, honestly, the, the, cause it seems a lot of places it's double the price. Chacham Ben Sion, it seems, was aware of that, that the handmaid is double the price of the Shmura, or even triple. So he says, as, as long as you had one kezayit, right? 127 grams of the handmaid and the rest was machine made, you're also okay. Now let's say you only have one kezayit of the handmade what should you use it for? Afikomen? Because there's three times we have matzah. We have it by motzi matzah, korech, and afikomen. So he says you should you should save it for afikomen, actually, the handmade. And and then there you should say the brach of al-achilat matzah. And he says you can't say the brach of achilat matzah on the machine made. But he says even by motzi matzah, when you're making the brach of the matzah, take a small clip piece of what? The machine-made matzah. So just to, to summarize that, I, I just wanted to say that fascinating Sefer, I have Or Alacha, he brings something very fascinating about, about the machine-made matzah. And that is, is that Rav Mazuz, the great posek of Rosh Hashiva and posek of Bnei Brak, Rosh Hashiva of Kisera Hamim, says there's another fundamental thing. He holds since the machine matzah is much thicker, right? The, the handmade is usually much thinner. Yeah. The machine made is much thicker. He, his opinion is, is that the handmade mod, Robovadia holds you need 27 grams. Like approximately one half of a round matzah is uh, like a kezayit. You understand? Yeah. Or one third, one third they say, right? Between one third and one fourth. You need 27 grams. Yeah. But, and that's what uh, Rabbi um, Yitzchak Yosef holds, and uh, Rabbi Mordechai holds, and the Kafachaim holds, because and the Chida holds, because it's uh, uh, it's nine darham, which the Rambam had. But Rabbi Ben Abashol holds twenty grams is enough to have a matzah. But he he says since the Rabbi, the, the issue that I'm trying to tell you here is is that Rav Mazuz has a fascinating psak. And you know what that psak is? He says that um, the shmura matzah that's machine-made, you only need 15 grams because it's volume, it's heavier. So that's a, another fascinating nafkamina. Um, and I just wanted to finish off in defense of the machine-made matzah that actually Breuer, the German Jews, which are kind of perfectionists and they're very on time. Everybody knows the, they, uh, the, the Rashkoidel told me that they actually prefer the machine made because they hold that machines are more perfectionist than humans. Human error could cause the matzah to come, become chametz. That originally was another reason of Shlomo Kluger. Remember the first person didn't like the machine made because their machines were kind of like, uh, 1800. They were like, you know, the cars, you know, but the the uh, the already from the 1940s and 50s, the machines, right? This is going 60, 70 years ago, especially now. The machines were so sophisticated that it was they hold that it was better to get the machine made. Wow! 
Because according to Chazor Nisham Rav Chaim Ozer and all those poskim, you have the lishma, and it's 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 mahadrin more because it's it's less prone for it for human error. So Hashem should help us that the bottom line is our motives should also be when we mitzvot srichot kavana. We should have a kavana when we have the matzah that we're eating it because to to remember that Hashem took us out of Egypt, and we should come out of our personal Egypt of workaholism and being um, addicted to our uh, bad midot, and Hashem should always help us to be free and free and finally free of all the galut. Mashiach should come.